that was the kind of conversation that was normal in our world. When you look at successful people, you can look at the success that they've got online, or you can look at what got them to there. You don't get work-life balance, it's, it's a load of BS. Just let me show up and just dominate with value. What do you want? What's more important to you in that moment? Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fearless Female Podcast. I'm so excited about my guest today. We have the amazing Hayley Forbes, who's actually my coach. I'm in her mastermind at the moment, and I'm so happy that she is on the episode and on the YouTube channel today. Hayley is a business and money coach, and she is the queen of collapsing time. So I'm so excited to introduce you to the show today, Hayley. I am so excited to be here. So excited. I know I can't wait to get digging right in and going in all avenues wherever it's going to take us. So I really want to just start by kind of letting everyone know a little bit more about you. You haven't actually been doing this for that long compared to a lot of coaches. So I was actually listening to one of your podcast episodes this morning and you were talking all about living on a council estate where you were kind of brought up. And obviously at the moment, you're just absolutely killing it in the online space, in the coaching space um, as a business coach. And I would just like to, for you to introduce and kind of share your story a little bit of how you went from where you were to where you are now. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So yeah, I grew up in a rough council estate um, definitely lots of life lessons there and not that there's anything wrong with a council estate but a lot of the aspirations that we see in the world we're in now like people don't have that right the aspirations and expectations of what you can grow up to be as well I remember when I was younger I always wanted to have this life that other people didn't seem to be dreaming of and I always got told that I was living in Haley's world like that's not possible like even things like I remember saying to my brother actually when I was younger I can't wait to have that feeling of driving like my first car out of like like brand new car out of the garage and he's like Hayley you're never going to be able to buy a brand new car like do you know how much new cars cost like that's that was the kind of conversation that was normal in our world is that you shouldn't expect expensive things nice things like the best you could expect was getting a half decent job and hopefully being able to buy your own house at one point. And that was like the top of the kind of conversations that, that you could aspire to be part of. But I always had something within me that wanted more. And I think the way that I grew up, it was I'm so grateful for the way I grew up because it was really about, if you want something, you have to go after it yourself. Like nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to hand this to you. Like in my podcast, I shared as well, like I was eight when I first started my own business. It was a car washing business with me and my best friend. And it was because there was clothes that I wanted and my parents couldn't afford them. So I could either wait and ask for it for Christmas or, and it was a tracksuit, it was an Adidas tracksuit, I remember, it was like bright, it was a bright, I wanted the bright orange one, the lime green one, it really wasn't attractive, but at the time that was like all the rage and I really wanted it. And so I didn't want to wait, but I also didn't want to just not have it. So to me, I was like, how can I make money? How can I make money? So it was like me and my best friend brainstorming all these ideas of let's create a business, what can we do at our age? And that just carried on. 
I went from washing cars to helping deliver newspapers to doing Avon and then at 13 I got my first like proper job I got paid £2.50 an hour at a cafe and I was like up and getting a bus like before school I was like going to school and working in there then after school and at the weekends and that was just very much my sort of upbringing was either surrounded by people who were in absolute lack or well if you want something you have to go and work for it right if you want something you have to go and create it and as I say I'm so grateful for that and then sort of life happened right life happened I got into college and things like that I decided to follow what my passion was at the time which was makeup artistry and again anytime I do something I do it like full steam ahead so I went fully into it within six months of studying it I started working on film sets so I'd done special effects and makeup artistry like all the blood and gore that was all me and my career really started taking off um absolutely loved it and at the time me and my husband we'd obviously got to together and started having a family and I was juggling these long days with being a mom with still at college because I wanted to teach this so even though I was working in the industry I had to go up all my levels so I could go back and teach it and it was exhausting it was like I was top of my game in my work I was like trying to be a fully present and amazing mom trying to be like a good wife I remember speaking to someone and they were saying like something's going to have to give like you can't do everything like you can't and I was like no I can and I was like because I am doing so well in my job just now and I was like and I'm at home for my kids and they're getting a hundred percent of me then the rest of the like my time goes to my husband I says the only person that's missing out just now is me and I remember that being something I was proud of like that I give no time to myself and we know now in the coaching world obviously like that is so wrong but at that time I didn't care about myself I was like as long as I'm doing good everywhere else it doesn't matter if I suffer um but obviously something had to give and sort of very quickly I started looking at life at different angles and seeing is there another way how can there be another way like I didn't I couldn't do it anymore it was by the time we had my third son he was two months old and I was working on a film set and I was like expressing milk for him during like the working days it was like 14 hour working days my husband and my other two boys had brought the baby up and they were staying close by so I was like at night time going home like breastfeeding him like back up the next day back onto the set and I was just like I can't do this and a few months later, we actually ended up taking my eldest son, who's got autism, out of school because the school system wasn't supporting him. And I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. And that's when everything was just like, wait a minute, let's let's hit pause. <laughs> let's hit pause. We're about to have four babies. We've took my son out of school. I can't keep on working the way I'm working. Something has to give. And in the background, I'd been looking into personal development and I really got interested in that through the health side. So I've got a health condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And I was really looking at, okay, how can I make sure this doesn't negatively keep on impacting my life as I get older? I was told I'd be in a wheelchair by the time I was 50, that this condition was gonna get worse. Um, even like working on set, I couldn't do it anymore. Like my hands would like cramp up and lock. Like, I was like, no, there has to be this other way. And everything in life, everywhere, I was like coming up against like closed doors or it was just going to be hard work and pain. And I was like, I'm not available for prescribing to this. Like there has to be this other way. And so I started looking at the health 
sort of avenue and that's where I came across personal development and from there it just like changed my life so like really got into personal development for myself and started seeing coaching now throughout my whole life people had said to me before Haley, you should be a life coach because I do things a little bit differently and because I've got that kind of let's go all at it attitude and we can create anything and I had created success from from not a lot to creating a lot of success in my life so went down personal development and my life completely transformed like I suddenly was living this life that I was like yes this is what it's about we were traveling as a family I was working a lot less like everything was starting to fall into place and I was like I need to help other people do this as well and that is essentially why I went and trained as a life coach. Then once I qualified as a life coach, most of my clients were other coaches because they were like, yeah, I want help with overall life, but Haley, how do you do the business side of it? Like for over 12 years, I'd run my own business. I had I used to have a social media blog as well. So I like knew social media inside out. And people were like, how do you do this? How do you market yourself? How do you set up a business? So I really organically just got into the business coaching space. And then from there, it just went from strength to strength. And now that's what you see today, like the whole business coaching, my training academy for other coaches, just everything has came together so organically. It's like every part of my life up until now has been part of this story. You just don't always see that when you're in it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much in there like I feel like we've actually had very similar lives like your story is basically sounds exactly like my story when I was when I was younger but um yeah like I think having been told that like for you to be told something's got to give is that something that just makes you want to do it even more because I know that that's something I've like people always say to me all the time you're doing far too much, you're doing everything, like you can't keep doing all this all the time. But then I feel like sometimes, and depends on how your brain's wired, but sometimes it's better to be doing all the things, you know, because you actually do feel better. And Because I know for myself, if I'm in a quiet time and it's like nothing's happening and I end up going like in a bad place, you know, for myself. So yeah. if other people are kind of like, well, I've got, like some people might have like full-time jobs still but they want to do a side hustle or they really want to do something else or maybe um feeling like they're just not like in that space of being able to do everything at once um how would they how would they be able to find a way to be able to fit in just say they are having they do have a, a side hustle because I know a lot of people kind of in my audience are quite new to starting a new business and I know that they really want to do this they're seeing people like you online like earning all these high figures 100k months 50k months whatever it is and they're like wow that's like so like far in the distance I'm never going to get there I'm just trying to get this business off the ground like where would you say for them to get started and how would they be able to manage it if they do have loads of things going on yeah. So firstly, I completely agree with you. And I definitely don't think it was smart for me to not be given any time to myself. However, it, the way that I done things, I definitely needed to do it that way, I think, to be able to work everything out in my head. Um, and it just, as you say as well, sometimes that drive when someone says you can't do it, 
I'm like, no, I can't. And I remember that that particular conversation, again, it was my brother and we actually fell out for quite a time over that conversation. And it was when I told him I was pregnant with my second son and he was like, you're, you're insane. You're absolutely stupid, Haley, because I was getting so much um, interest and I was like working with celebrities and stuff like this in my makeup career. So my makeup career, like when I speak about it, it, it went really high and I was starting to get recognition. There was chances of me like traveling to America and living out in America and that I already had one son at a time. So doing it with that was, um, it was hard, but it was manageable, right? And my, my husband at the time, he was working in at college as well. We were really like passing ships, like in the night, like we'd be texting each other updates on our son because when we seen each other, we didn't have enough time to talk. It was literally like one was in the door and one was out. And I remember my brother saying that like that, I'm not going to be able to give everything to my career. Like he basically thought that either I was going to be a rubbish mum and not have time for my, my second son, or I'd have to give up my career. And definitely from that, that context, 100%, that gave me fire because I was like, as women, how often are we taught this, right? You can do one or the other. You can have a good career or you can have your children and you can't do both. And I was like, no, I can. And I definitely went out to prove that point. And my kids have always came first closely followed by my work because I love my work. I'm so passionate about it. But what I didn't realize is that the thing that I'd done wrong was not give to myself. And I think that's where the power of personal development comes in. I always say like burnouts, not from doing too much. Burnouts from when you're doing things that aren't aligned with you, when you're taking on other people's shitty like projections, when you're you're doing too much of things that don't light you up. And I think that that's where I can see now, I was maybe on the road to burnout because I wasn't doing everything that was in alignment. I was doing things that were expected of me. Um, so yeah, I definitely do think that you can be doing have it all. And that's really the lifestyle that we've created now. Obviously, we've got four kids now and uh, my career is even bigger than it was before. Um, and then coming back to people maybe getting started in this that have got a lot going on, what I would say is it's a hundred percent possible. And you just look at anybody. One good thing that I always come back to when you look at successful people. You can look at the success that they've got online or you can look at what got them to there. And for me, I always focus on what got them to there. Most of the big people in any industry came from nothing. Most of them had to overcome hurdles and struggles, but most people don't look at that. They only look at, oh, it's so easy for them. Look at what they've got now. Look at the amount of money they've got. Look at all these opportunities they've got. But most people started from nothing. And I actually think it's often that drive that really pushes you forward to create this new life. So what I'd say is it is 100% possible, but it's not going to be easy. And I think that that's something that doesn't get spoken about enough is how hard running a business is because you get so many people who are trying to market themselves as business coaches, right? A lot of business coaches or a lot of people selling trainings or businesses that this is so easy. Come and be part of this life. Like everything flows over here and it gets to, but only when it's built on solid foundations. And most people miss out that part. I see lots of like seven figure coaches sort of shouting from the rooftops. You can work like five hours a week and earn 100K weeks. And I'm like, yeah, you can, but not in the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, you have to hustle. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think that a lot of people 
really negatively speak about hustle culture whereas there's times in your life and times in your business when it's good to hustle it's good to have that drive it's good to really put it all in and I think when you do and you commit like if you're working a full-time job and you want to start a side hustle like you want to start a side business you're going to have to give up your evenings and weekends that's just what you're going to have to do is that good for you long term absolutely not however one thing that helped me was sit in a timeline so like for me I knew that I wanted to go full in with my business right you said at the start like how quickly I scaled I went from nothing and being brand new in this business to multi six figures in my first year and yes I had like years of business and social media experience but I was still new to this area and the reason I could do that is because I worked so much in the beginning now that's not for everybody but for me I gave myself a year I was like said to my husband said to my children I was like give me a year I want to make this successful mummy won't be around as much listen Derek like movies and Netflix is going to be cancelled for the next little while like give me a year to do what it takes to make this happen and I promise I'll do it and I've done it and actually by month five of my business I was hitting an $84,000 month so it definitely didn't take me a year but those first few months I was just hustling and doing whatever it took and there's I've made a post on Instagram actually if anybody wants to see it they can scroll back and find it somewhere and it's with starting a business financially and time-wise in the beginning you're going to be investing this amount and you're going to be getting this back right so big amount for those that's listening on podcasts it's like you'll invest a big (laughs) amount um, in time and finances and you'll get very little back But if you keep on going, if you don't give up, you keep on going at that time, there'll be a point where it evens out. So you'll be putting as much time, money, effort in as you get rewarded back. But if you keep on going, eventually it'll switch and you'll put in very little because you'll have all your systems and structures in place and the rewards you'll get will like just give you so, so much back. But what happens is most people see the end result and they start expecting that and they give up before they even have that that shot, before they even have that chance. So I'd say for anybody near the beginning stage, get, get an integrity with what you want, I'd say. Like your um, actions have to match your ambitions. There is actually nothing wrong with one in 10 key months while only working five hours a week if you want that amazing you can actually start your business only putting in five to ten hours a week and get those 10 key months but it's going to take you a lot longer right it might take you like three years to get to that point only working that many hours from the beginning whereas if you want 10 key months in three months time then working five to ten hours a week is not realistic you have to be realistic, then you're going to have to be putting a lot more in to start with. So there's nothing wrong with any goal that you want, no matter how high or low it is, and no matter how much you want to work or how much you want to put into it, but you have to be realistic with, like your actions have to match your ambition. And when they match and you stay with it, you stick with it, like I always say, it's just a decision that is going to work because you're going to make it work. Where there's a will, there's a way. There will always be a way it works. It just doesn't always work the, the way that you expect it to. But when you're committed to working, you will always find a way. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you're online, you're just seeing all the success from people. You're seeing where people are. And 
you get that comparison and you get all these kind of self-doubts and imposter syndrome and I feel like it it is overwhelming for people because I know when I first started in the online business um I was like so like whoa like there's so much going on I had to like unfollow everyone and start again and do all this because I was just like I wasn't kind of equipped for it yet like now I've done it I've been through a lot of courses coaching and everything I feel a a bit better like I can kind of detach from it but I feel like it's so easy for people to be like or even people are selling it like people are genuinely like you said they're selling this easy life like you can just have like this amazing life and I know what I know what it's like because I've I mean I've built a business as well and I started off the same and like had to like hustle and like I was like crying all the time I was like can't get any clients I was like this is never going to work and then as you said it builds up and it builds up and then eventually it just kind of all comes together like a snowball like it's just like that snowball effect so it does get there but when you're at a certain point you can't see that like you can't it's like I feel like it's like telling someone how it is to have a baby like I used to tell my sister she was a she was a nanny she worked in nursery she used to always tell us how to look after our kids what we were doing right what we were doing wrong and I was like wait till you have a child like trust me you'll do anything to get a bit of sleep if you go you'll be giving them stuff you'll be like do whatever like it's different when you have a child like so she did she had her child and she was like oh you're so right like now I feel it but you can't feel that until you're in it and you can't really explain that to someone until they're actually in it um so I feel like hopefully people will just kind of do it step by step and hope that kind of they will get to that place like you said they'll switch around but if I'm I always like to kind of ask questions if I'm listening as like a new person and obviously you have scaled that fast and you said like you got to these kind of higher figure months really quickly um, and you did put in the work so what are some of the things that you did to get to those higher figure months? Yeah, so what I done in the beginning was like before I even launched my business, I started a new social media page with the intention of it being for my business, right? So I remember speaking to a business coach at the beginning and they thought I was stupid because I had this mum page that had over 16,000 followers and that was really engaged and they were like you should use that account I was like they're not my ideal followers they're not my ideal clients nope I'm going to start a new one so I started this new page with the intention of this is where I can grow my community for my business now for a solid two months I showed up on that page and didn't sell once I didn't sell, I just showed up and gave value. I gave tips, I gave inspiration, I shared my story. I would be live every every single Saturday evening. I started this, um, and lots of my audience will talk about it, I started this sort of show. It was called Life Coaching and Other Bullshit. So it was everything that were that a lot of the general public would maybe think is like BS, right? We talked about ayahuasca and moon rituals and crystals and miracle mornings. And I'd have a guest on there every weekend and it was a Saturday evening. So I gave up my Saturday evenings to go live and people started looking forward to it. Like I've got my glass of wine ready and I'm excited to watch. Who have you got on this week? And 
it was really good but as I say I just literally was like how can I give value how can I build a community how can I show up and give value so that was one part of it then the other part of it is when I was training so I actually done two training courses at once um I done a meditation and breath work certification and an accredited um, transformational life coach so again I was like well if I'm going to do this I'm going all in I'm going to learn as much as I can about this stuff and then for one of the the courses I needed two case study clients so you had to practice with clients to to pass the course and I took on nine I was like let me just get as many people as possible because for me I was like how can I charge for a service that is not proven like in my head I was like I don't feel comfortable charging yet because I couldn't see the results. Yes, I knew what to do. Yes, I was good at business and things, but the actual coaching aspect of it, I was like, I need testimonials. And I think this is obviously relating to coaching business, but I think it goes for any business is you need those results, not just to show your audience, but for me to show me. Like I needed to see that I was good enough. And this wasn't about a self-worth thing or anything this was a I've not worked in this industry before like I've got no social proof whatsoever so I really dove into that and then I started charging ridiculously low and I was like we got told the minimum we should be starting with is like a hundred pound a coaching session and I was like I cannot charge that because in my head I was still thinking per hour right? I still thought per hour. So for me, I was like, that's £100 for an hour. Even though my calls end up being two hours long, even though I'd prep before and after it, even though like I had communication with clients in between, in my head, I was like, that's £100 an hour. I cannot charge that. So I wanted to stay in integrity with the industry and I didn't want to lower the sort of services for new coaches. So I was like, well, I'm not going to charge less, I'll give a discount so I was like right so you've got 40% discounts for this so many clients that signed up so I was charging like 60 pound per session and again as well as all those case studies I had I then started charging low cost for my sessions and then I was still giving taster sessions away so I would do like three sessions for someone for free and nearly everybody was then signing on at the back of it I then invested heavily. So in the beginning, that's very much what I was doing as I was doing these low cost coaching sessions for people. I started doing training sessions as well, like how to start your business on Instagram. That's something I knew. I knew inside out, like social media and how to market your business. So let me do this. And I said, and what to do is if you get any value out of it, then pay me. So I says, it's a sort of pay what you can, but only if you get value. So I was showing up and doing like, again, maybe one to two of these a month, like come along. And if you get any value, here's my PayPal, drop me in some money. I also was doing meditation classes. So I was charging like £3.50 for people to come and be part of my meditation classes. So I was doing a couple of these, I think like three evenings a week and people were coming along to that. So there'd maybe be 10 people on that. And it was like £35, but I was like, that like people are paying me for this this is insane like to me I'm just sitting at my computer talking it was so bizarre because I'd always came from industries where like tv and film industry sounds glamorous it is the least glamorous job in the world like you're nearly outside all the time 14 hours a day freezing cold like hardly getting a break hardly having time to eat like it's brutal so to me the fact that I could work just like sitting on zoom I was like this is insane like so I was so grateful and I always tuned into that gratitude 
but as I say in the beginning so I had those trainings where it was like sort of pay if you get value I was doing meditation classes I was working with clients for sort of low cost after my initial sort of few clients in at six per session I started sitting selling blocks so I sold blocks for like it was like a hundred pound a session for 10 sessions and if you paid in full you got for 600 so it was actually like 60 pound again a session it was working out as and I started selling these as my reputation was building up in the background and really just giving value to give value as I say over delivering and then starting to leverage these results and then I started doing trainings as I say like how to grow on Instagram how to do this so I started to get that up and then I came out with a group program again how to build your business on Instagram so I was signing one-to-one coaching clients in the background and then I started getting groups in for how to grow and again it was so low cost it was like an eight-week course I was charging 250 pounds I was giving each person an individual 90-minute session with me so I was literally walking them through like hands holding but because of that they were getting such amazing results so they were telling other people about me because I was giving so much for such a low price people were coming in they were getting massive results and I was able to leverage those testimonials and results at the beginning I was also an affiliate for the courses I was part of so I was like, okay, I can't 100% sell my services with confidence yet, but I can sell yours because I've been through it. So the meditation and breathwork course and the life coaching course, I became an affiliate for. So people were seeing me pop out of nowhere, starting to take on clients, starting to make money. They were like, I want to train where Haley trained, right? The, the difference is it's not just the training, it's also all the experience. But so I was starting to make extra money that way. It really was like, so wide so wide and it was like money coming in here 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 and here so I wasn't ever charging high ticket but there was all these different avenues that money was coming in and then into my sort of second to third month in business I invested in a high level mastermind so it was a 15 grand program I did not have the money for it it was a six month sort of container and I, I couldn't afford it. I was like, I can't afford that. I'd seen it online, advertise it 12 months and it, the container had changed a couple of months before. So they agreed, we'll let you pay over a 12 month period, but you only get access for six months. So I was like, right. So the 12 month period ended up being like 1500 a month or something. Still couldn't afford it, but I could get behind that. I was like, I know I could do what I can to afford that. Like I'm going to pay that. Even if I have to go back and do makeup again, I can make that amount a month. And I signed up to that and that was a game changer, absolute game changer within the three months of being in my business. So it was about a month, one to two months after joining this container, I paid it all off in full. I'd made so much money. I paid the whole 15 grand off in full. It's like, I don't need the 12 months anymore. Here's the money. And that really, what changed about that was getting beside, one, it was having a high level mentor that was like, Haley, what are you doing? Let's change your prices. Let's change your containers. Like, and because I'd built up the confidence and the results in myself, I could then get behind that. I was like, yeah, you're so right. I am undercharging. I do want to sort of run my business like that. And we started planning out sort of bigger containers for me to, to do, as well as just put myself in a room full of people. Before all my peers were like, oh, hundred pounds is so much. Whereas putting myself in a room full of people where 10 K months are like the minimum. That's not a lot. That's just like, like people were on there complaining that they'd only made 10,000 pounds that month. 
completed. I was like, wow, this room is expansive. Suddenly I, I started normalizing big numbers. And as I normalized these big numbers, I normalized bringing it into my own life. I started obviously having bigger containers. I started running my own masterminds, taking on higher ticket clients. And as you said, it really is like a snowball. It just all snowballed. So the reason why I think it's really important, this story and sharing it, and I really hope people hear all the little ins and outs of it because I started so small. I started so small, but I was doing everything and it was all compounding. All those free sessions, all those low-cost clients, all those testimonials, all those masterclasses that I'd done, all those lives, it was just more eyes on me. It was just more eyes constantly, people starting to see me. That's the messages. And I still get messages from people just now wanting to work with me and they message me. I had two yesterday saying, I need to chat to you. I think we need to work together because I'm literally just seeing you everywhere. <laughs> like I don't even know you, but I see you everywhere. I've got a feeling that we need to work together. And it's been that way from the beginning. Literally just let me show up and just dominate with value. Like, let me just show up and here's a ton of value and here's some more value and here's some more. And I've always been committed to client results, which has always allowed me to leverage that. So what I'd say is sometimes you get people that are like, charge high ticket right away and charge your worth. One, I don't think your worth is related to what you charge in any shape or form. I don't believe anybody can charge their worth because I don't think you can put a price on it. Mm -hmm. I think you need to charge for the results you help people create. But if you're not confident in charging that price yet, or you're not confident in the results, you won't be able to sell. I've had clients come to work with me who have paid thousands to work with a coach before, and they're stuck not getting any clients, but they're trying to charge five grand for a client when they've no testimonials, they've no social proof. They themselves don't believe that anybody will buy at that price. So what happens is they're stuck for months, not working with anyone. Whereas I'm like, if we just adjust your prices to what you can fully get behind let's just get you dominating and let's get you as much clients in as possible again it's like working so much in the short term to be able to leverage all that in the long term so then you can cut back so then you can charge high prices so yeah. it's all like it really is about again just what can you do just now with where you're at I feel like so many people try to jump they try to jump and it actually takes them so much longer because they're procrastinating on what they actually need to do whereas if they just do the things in the moment get visible get the clients get the testimonials show up everywhere and then you can leverage all of that and that's really when you can then cut back start charging higher prices and that's when you've got clients just coming to you out the blue because you're making noise you're getting seen you've got that social proof behind you yeah so I wanted to talk about building the audience because obviously you've you're visible everywhere you're in all these places you're getting these messages now but the thing is yeah we we can go to the money part and start charging and um working on the money mindset but people kind of skip out a lot of the time like you need an audience to sell to and I feel like that is something that does kind of get put on the back burner because people are like you can you can earn all these um high figures with a thousand um followers or a thousand which you probably could if they were all ideal clients and they were all like warm audience but a lot of the time they aren't and people are just maybe in the starting stage and they're 
wanting to kind of maybe they will get a coach maybe they will be part of something and they're getting all the strategy and they're getting all these points but there's no one there to sell to so how do people start obviously you talked a lot about about giving value offering value like how do you do you think people should stick to one platform be on different platforms um how can they get visible how can they get out there so they can start building a an aligned audience and obviously an ideal audience yeah so before I I would have preached really stick to one platform um however we're finding that in the market just now that doesn't work the same it's really this omni-channel approach and seeing how different platforms can support each other however I would still say have one main platform so you should have one main platform that you focus on and then the other ones support it. So for example, me, my one main platform is Instagram. So even though I'm on all the other platforms, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, I've got my podcast, even if my life got so busy, I couldn't shop on all of those, Instagram would still get done. It is my it is my one main platform and the other ones just support it. So I so to, it's kind of in between right yes have one main platform but definitely look at bringing others in quite quickly then to build an audience what I'd say is it takes time it takes time and people trying to skip out on it I see people that have got less than 500 followers on say Instagram batch a whole month's worth of content and schedule it all so they don't have to show up and I'm like you're you already don't have an app they're maybe getting like five likes on their post they've got 500 or less followers and they're pre-planning all their content so they don't have to shop on the app and I'm like but that's where you want to get clients so why are you trying to out basically outsource it and not show up on a platform that you're planning on getting clients I think social media has got this bad rep that we shouldn't spend time on social media but I think that's because so many people still see social media as a separate thing for from their business but it's part of their business if they're planning on getting clients like I don't have a personal social media it's always been for business always I see social media as business it's a business tool so I use it like that so I'm not going on there and scrolling I'm going on there and well in the beginning now I go on and I basically just sell promote give value in the beginning I was also spending time connecting and that was my main goal was how can I connect with people how can I get value and I think you have to spend time on it you can't get away from that there again there's so many people like use this hack and that hack or do reels or do this kind of carousel and all that is important and it can all help but you can't get away from the connection and I often find to grow on social media you need to grow outside social media so for me it wasn't like where can I find these people online that are complete strangers and try and bring them to me it was who's already in my life that I can get onto my social media. So for me, it was like, these are going to be the people that I can serve first. They already know, like, and trust me to some extent. So I just need to nurture them on social media. I'd say it wasn't until about six months into my journey in this business that I was getting strangers come and find me and buy from me. Yes, they were coming and following, but they weren't buying because they hadn't had enough connection points with me yet. 
So I always look at, are you networking with your community? Are you telling people about your business? Like I always say like, treat your business like it's your new baby. When you have a baby, you're like, look, I've just had a baby. Like I'll send you pictures of them. They're so amazing. Like you literally promote your baby everywhere to your family, to your friends. And, and you've got that love and excitement. Your business has to be the same. So are you telling friends and family? Are you actively asking friends and family? Can you share my page? Listen, I'm doing my first free masterclass. Would you come along and just support me on here so I've got more people supporting me do you know anybody that would benefit from this like work colleagues peers different groups like I was part of all these different training groups so I was like making connections like chatting with them in the dms just like not to get clients but genuinely just to build a community and then encouraging them to come and follow me on social media or share me on social media where I was given even more value even more value and people were just like yes like they loved it when they were on there then for sort of the connection with strangers if you like again I was just who was I interested in following on social media and I'd be checking out different people's pages just to see are these like people cool like would I like to follow them do I want to send them a message I would reply to people and send comments on other people's pages not to try and get clients or to try and convince them to follow me but just to connect I wanted to connect for me with other coaches in the online space because it is connections 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 it's it's who you know and it's so funny I've recently watched them undercover billionaire and I was really reminded of that like you go there and they're networking with it they, they know nobody and they get put in these towns and have to try and create a million dollar business in 90 days. First thing they do is I need to find out who, who's got businesses in this place. I need to find out who I need to be networking with. It's connections, right? It's not like, let me build this business and I'll make this business amazing and hope people come. It's like, no, let me get into the community. Let me show people that I've got something to offer. So for me, that's really what it was about in the beginning. That's how I built my audience was every single opportunity I could I was like how can we connect how can I add value I'd done things in the beginning I wouldn't advise doing now things like I coach for free in the dms so people would be like Haley, how do you do this and I'd spend like ages going back and forward teaching people in the dms how to do it now I wouldn't advise that now because my time's really precious and I've got boundaries mm-hmm. but in the beginning I was literally just like committed to giving value and trusting that that would come back so for anybody sort of having a business if you want to have an audience I'd say are you connecting right you can't you can't just like if you think about it in real life as well if you've got a business or you can't just sit in your house and expect someone to come and knock on your door and say excuse me are you an online coach by any chance like that's not going to happen compared to if you were in person going to these different business events and being like hey my name's such and such this is what I do and as I say it's not like hoping that they're going to sign on as a client but people get to know you your name starts getting known then what happens is like for me I was known for um building a business on Instagram to start with so my name started getting brought up in circles that like even my husband would be speaking to someone and we'd say what I, I do and suddenly he was coming back with a business card and it was like he was like buying a fish because he, he has fish right he was buying a fish of someone and that guy's wife had this online business and she wanted me to get in touch just literally by connections and communication like people were tagging me on posts online when anybody was looking for can someone help me with Instagram or can someone help me build a business online people were like oh Haley can 
even if they weren't my ideal clients, anytime that they heard of someone that could use my services, I was getting pushed. I was getting promoted because I was showing up everywhere. Everyone knew me and everybody knew what I'd done because I was putting myself in spaces and just spending time connecting. I spent so much time on that in the beginning and I don't do it now. But that's okay because I don't need to now because I've got the reputation. I think, again, a lot of people miss out on building the reputation and they go straight to, I'm going to have these strong boundaries and I'm going to have these high prices. And, well, I've done this one thing, so now people should come and buy. But it's like, well, have you built the reputation up first, right? Again, mm-hmm. you you know that with, with your salon, with your business, is it's the reputation and then that starts to sell itself. But in the beginning, you have to build up that reputation. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you are starting though, and it is new and you are showing yourself online um, at the beginning, because I know I felt this, like I didn't want to be doing all these posts, these reels. Some of them are a bit out there. You're sometimes very open and vulnerable, talking about money, talking about all of these things. And as you'll probably know, and the people close around you and a lot of kind of working everyday people, they don't understand this side of like the world they don't even my husband he doesn't get it at all he still doesn't get it um so for those people it's like you kind of want to I feel like it can stop you you know from showing up or from connect letting them in so I know for me I actually kind of used to block everyone or remove them um because I was like I just wanted a separate one for my family don't really go use that one but I just I felt like I couldn't truly be who I wanted to be because there's so many people you know that just don't understand it I know that's a mindset block but it's kind of also a little bit of I just want to do this you know myself I just wanted it to be like new people I don't want people to I don't know have all these thoughts that they've kind of they they know me like you know from school or whatever all these people and I just want to be able to do this in my own little way in my own world without having to explain it to everyone you know, every time you see someone asking you questions all the time so and I know a lot of people do feel the same because I've been in a lot of groups and a lot of people are I've, I've came up with the same question like how how do you get over that fear of having all those people you know that you know and obviously bringing in those people to obviously connect and I, it depends on what is your selling and what business you have you may not be a business coach you might be like a health coach or um other kinds of online businesses um but yeah how how do you kind of I don't know overcome that fear or should you just if it really is affecting you just like remove them from your page so I'd say that you you can remove them absolutely if that's going to stop you from showing up absolutely remove them however you'd be wanting to work on yourself in the background to get to a point where you don't feel like you have to and sometimes so that's usually it all comes from fear of judgment, right? And that comes back to because usually at some point in our life, we felt we were judged and we were affected negatively from being judged. Um, so I definitely see be working on that in the background. And that is like self-development, that is mindset work. Um, if it helps in the beginning, you can remove them, but there has to also get to a point where you decide that you're no longer available for hiding because otherwise what you're telling yourself in your head is that part of this should be hidden right? So you'll always take that energy with you. So you're, when you're showing up and promoting and selling, 
there's part of you that's like I'm not worthy enough to be promoting and selling this in front of other people or other people might judge me so even if you remove people you'll still have in your head but what if the wrong person sees this or what if someone thinks that, that that's going to sabotage you so I'd say you could in the short term but only I'd say in the short term I'd say that you just have to it's something that you have to put yourself out there and you have to just show yourself that you're okay the, yeah. like for me that was very much it. I remember for me it wasn't necessarily friends or anything it was my family like my mom and my dad watched my stuff and I'm like oh like we're not that kind of family and we we're not open and speaking about things and I'm very open on my, my social media about going deep and speaking about these topics and it really made me feel like and then I was like, I just kept on doing it and kept on doing it. Then I was like, this is okay. And now me and my mom have the most expansive conversations about this stuff. Like we talk about being high vibe and frequencies and she loves it and she's learning so much from it. And going back to like the thing about school as well. And I, when I started really posting about everything that I do, it triggered a few people in my life and some friends started to distance. And they said it's because they were getting triggered because I was doing something that we'd, we'd all sat and said this is what we want to achieve and I, I was achieving it and they weren't and it was a mirror back to their own life and that did trigger them and I think that that's something that you have to be aware of as well that different people will feel differently about your business and about your success but that's on them not you mm-hmm. whereas I've got other people that I went to school with that I hadn't spoke to for years become clients of mine oh. because they were like oh Haley, I've seen that you're doing this this is so amazing like I'd love to get into that now like I've had old school friends that I hadn't seen for 15 years come and join my coaching certification because they wanted to get trained as a coach because they'd been seeing what I was doing so I think that if you block people you you get the chance to protect yourself but you can also rob other people of the opportunity for growth so yeah. I think that it is something that you have to think about what is your why and is your why bigger than anybody else's single judgment? So yeah. I think for that, the, there's the understanding and giving yourself grace of this is how I feel and I want to honour how I feel. But also I'm building a business that's bigger than one other person's thoughts or opinions. Mm-hmm. And this it has to be that because otherwise you're always going to take that energy into everything that you do. Yeah, I totally, yeah. I feel like you just, it is a little bit of a, doing a little bit of a, at a time and then you build your confidence up and then the more you do it you kind of just like whatever like this is it now like I'm I'm all in and I'm doing it um so I, I'm just I know we're kind of going a little bit over time now so I just wanted to ask you around obviously your mom there's a lot of moms that listen to this um and you homeschool as well which is incredible like how do you manage to keep your business running and do all this stuff and still have time for the kids like and be there and yeah do your homeschooling how do you manage it all drop in expectations massively like drop you can't be the person that you thought you'd be when you've got so much going on like there are days where we don't get to change our jammies there are days when we just have jammy days and we do like the bare minimum and that's okay like I think as society uh, it conditions us that we should show up and look a certain way and act a certain way and that our kids should be doing all these things and really is is that what you want to be shown up like is that what your kids want to do like having a tidy house 24 7 like having like all these things like if that's what you want to do amazing but for me it was dropping expectations of what I can get done in a day I don't have I can have it all but I don't have to do it all 
right? And I don't have to do it all at the same time. It's okay if the bare minimum gets done that day. Like nothing's going to crumble. For me, it was really, that was massively about dropping expectations and realizing as well that there's there's no such thing as balance. You don't get work-life balance. It's, it's a load of BS. Sometimes your work will take more and sometimes it's your life. And that's okay. Like we put so much guilt on us as mums. Like if I'm not the one that reads my kid a bedtime story tonight, that's okay because there are days that it is me that reads on the story like there's it's okay sometimes that when my kid's ill that I cancel a client call the client I'll understand business has to take a back seat my kid is ill and they've got the priority it's okay sometimes if my kid wants to play with me and I say no I'm working like that's okay it's okay for your kid to see that so for me it's like dropping the guilt dropping the expectations of how to be a perfect mom and how to be a perfect business owner and realizing that sometimes business is going to be working more and sometimes your life's going to take over more and I think allowing that to flow like that for me was massive not trying to be this perfect version this hallmark movie that I thought it was going to be that do you know what I mean that dinner homemade dinner is on a table every night like sometimes it is like we, we're vegan we're plant-based I try and like cook everything organic and from scratch and sometimes it's a takeaway and that's okay there's no guilt there's no shame it's just like some days I can do it all and some days I can't and it doesn't make me a better or worse person on those days and I think just being honest and open with your children like my kids knew that I was going to be working a lot more because I spoke to them about it like this isn't going to be forever mom's going to do this till we build the business then when we started having these massive like luxe holidays and days out and buying the kids extra stuff because the money that I was making I could say to them see this this is what mommy was working for now I never want to be someone that, that prioritizes money over time with my children ever but there had to be a time to get us to where we were where I could step back from the business that work came first and to me, I always remind myself, Haley, you used to work in the film industry where I'd be working sometimes six or seven days a week, 14 hours a day. I would see my children sleeping in the morning. I'd leave at like five o'clock in the morning. I'd go home at like nine o'clock at night when they were asleep again. That would be the only time I'd see my children is when they were sleeping. And I was like, you're built, like I am at home full time. So even though I'm working constantly between every client call, between every bit that I'm doing, every email I'm sending, I'm going and spending like half an hour of time with them. And I'm fully present with them. When I'm with them, I put things away and I'm fully present. But at the same time, if I'm doing something, I'm on my laptop or my phone and they come and interrupt me, I'll see like, is it, for me, it's, is it important? Is this something I need to be doing just now? And if it is, I'm like, sorry guys, I'm working. You'll have to come back later that's just a conversation then I put it away and spend time with them if it's something I'm like actually this could be done later this could be done tonight I'll put it away there's some nights that I work until one o'clock in the morning and people call that hustling I call it I decided to take the entire day off and spend it with my children and then when they went to bed I decided to work tonight I think when you realize you've got control work doesn't have to look nine to five it doesn't have to look like like you get to design your life your way and for me I'm always looking at what needs my priority right now is it my children is it my work is it myself and I'll let it flow so I think it's dropping for me the, the tips would definitely be dropping the expectations that we put on ourselves to really do everything and then also having conversations with our family with our children and having that understanding of if you're building something it is going to take a lot of time and energy and then really feeling into 
what do you want what's more important to you in that moment and it's okay if it's work sometimes as mums mm-hmm. we're like our children always come first of course they do of course in the grand scheme of things of course they do is our children more important yes but actually there'll be times where it's no work has to come first you're good you're alive you've yeah. been fed you're fine and now I've got to work and I think like that's okay as well I think that we get to we get to have that and again it's just dropping that pressure that society puts on us of how we show up yeah I absolutely love that it is we do get put under so much pressure especially as parents um, but it all comes back to again self-awareness and if you're aware of yourself and you know what how you're feeling and how you want to do things that day it really makes things a lot easier and it makes it like I, I know for me like I I'm the same like I'll just be like if I, I feel like I want to work I will just I'll just say it like I'm working just now and then some days I'll just want to do something for myself and I'll be like I really feel like getting a massage today so I'll just be like I'm not going to work and I'm just going to go and get and find somewhere that does a massage and not feel guilty about it it's just removing that yeah. guilt really does yeah. And as you said, the expectations, it really makes all the difference because it's like, well, it's fine. If I want to have the jammy day, I'll have the jammy day and I'll do what I need to do when I decide. Um, And that's the whole point in building this business and building any type of business is to actually get to that point where you do have the freedom, where you can choose when you want to work and when you can't. Um, So I feel like there's so much in here. There's so much people are going to get back from this episode. And I feel like people are going to love it and they can start to build on the steps that they've already started building with their business and hopefully just be a little bit kinder to themselves and be a little bit easier and know that like you've done it you've been through all of the the struggles the failures the hardships and the ups the downs um but it does get to get easier and it does kind of all come together um and there isn't a specific timeline so I appreciate you. If anyone wants to come and I'm sure they will, they want to know more, binge all your content, wherever you are, um, you can send them somewhere and I'm sure they'll find all the other places from there. Instagram's always the best place. I always say that, like I've got websites, I've got Facebook groups, but honestly, Instagram is my community. That's where I am in the DMs. So definitely Hayley Forbes coaching on Instagram. And then that's, you'll find everything else about me and also get a ton of value over there as well. Yeah, you've got so many good things and she's always on stories as well, which is good. So you're always getting value every single day. Thank you so much, Haley. I'll leave all the links below in the podcast and obviously in the description on YouTube as well for Haley, so you can just click on it and head right over there. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And Thank YouTube. you for having me. Thank you. Oh my God, how amazing was that conversation? I feel like you need to go back again with a notepad and write notes. I feel like I need to go back with a notepad. There was so much in there and that's exactly why I love Hayley because she really does just speak her truth, say it how it is. She has so much wisdom to share, so much knowledge and she's came from being in a not so fortunate place herself and she's self-made herself into this amazing life coach, business coach and she's now helping other people to do the same and I feel like it's so inspirational. I'm so happy that she is my coach and I'm able to learn from her so I hope you can learn from her as well and I hope you have took a lot away from this episode and if you really did like it please take a screenshot put it on your Instagram tag me and Hayley Zoe X McKenna and Hayley at Hayley Forbes Coaching and we will reshare it we love hearing all your feedback from the podcast and if you are feeling extra nice today 
can go over to Apple Podcasts, write a little review. It means so much and it really does help this podcast grow. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I'll see you again next week.